0: You're listening to The Overboard Show. We're coming live to you from Mallorca, as always, but we've also got a, a guest. Let me make sure I get the name correct. It's Rodolf Hollier uh, from uh, Tahiti Expeditions, and he's based down in Tahiti, French Polynesia. Good afternoon or good evening, Rodolphe. I'm not sure what it is down there. I
1: think it's actually still Wednesday evening on your side, isn't it?
0: Uh, yes, it is. Yes, good, uh, good evening,
2: everybody. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, can you hear me? Yep. Yes, loud and clear. Latin yes, um, you're behind us you? in
0: time. Are you?
2: Yes, uh, uh, I, we are Wednesday night over there. It is eight o'clock p.m. <clears throat> then, yes, good. Uh, good evening, everyone. Then.
1: So, Rodolphe, I believe from our our last
2: chat that we
1: had with Christelle... Can you hear me?
2: I guess there is a big delay.
1: There is a little delay, but we'll try not to talk too quickly. Um, I I believe you are also originally French. Um, Am I correct in thinking that?
2: Yes, I I am. uh, I am French. I'm born in France. Um, Yes, um, I'm born in France, but... uh, I'm from a particular region in France. I'm born in the north of France and I move a lot when I was young to the south, to Corsica, to different places. And everybody, when they, when people ask me, uh, where are you from in France, I'm from France, for sure. Okay. I'm French.
1: And um, I believe uh, when you first met Christelle, who's your wife and partner, um, you were uh, originally when she first met you. You were just at that stage, just diving, or you were a dive instructor. So, what what was the sort of adventure that brought you from from France to Tahiti, which is quite a distance away?
2: Yes, it, it is a quite a distance, like you say. Uh, um, when I met Christelle, uh, I was uh, diving on. A- instructor in Corsica uh, and she was a diver and coming on the dive shop and that's that easy and it's obviously the <laughs> and um, what makes us coming here is a long story then I try to make it super short um, basically I want to um, plot and basically the beauty of what on um, Christina recent first because I have a, um, a real job and when I say real job I'm, I'm showing the comma with my finger uh, and and uh, the thing is, uh, we wait, maybe a couple of years, and we get organized to do a proper trip around the South Pacific, and then that's how we arrive here. Originally, we don't stay in the Pacific; we just wanted to to do a, a few months trip and then come back in France. But 20 years later, we're still here.
1: <laughs> we we I ironically had a similar idea of going to the south of France ourselves. Um, now about 15 years ago and we were going to go just for a year or two you know just to experience the south of France and enjoy it and um, we actually never went back home either.
0: Uh, (laughs) I believe the early explorers had the same problem when they came across um, French Polynesia and Hawaii and they didn't want to return to England and um, a lot of them jumped ship and just Uh stayed.
1: So, um, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it, in in the bad connection, uh, I I got as far yeah. as hearing that you um, had been down to Corsica <laughs> and diving in Corsica, yeah. where you met your beautiful wife, I believe, Christelle there, yes. and then the rest of the adventure was somewhat lost <laughs> in
2: uh, <laughs> in the myriads <laughs> okay, of uh, that's fine. <laughs> I can, I can do it again <laughs> no, I, ju- I was just saying I met Christelle when I was a diving instructor in Corsica um, this is the, the you know the classic diving instructor story yeah huh? lots of my friends are teasing me with that
0: um,
2: but anyway, what, what is the um,
0: classic diving instructor story because he uh, didn't you know, get to experience um, that. I, I, I don't know I mean, I've got some things in okay, my mind yeah. about divers go deeper no, that's fine. Uh, oh. What? That's <laughs> one of the stories. <laughs> um, Let me
2: explain to you the story then, if you want. Nice. Um, but yeah, you know, it's. I'm not the kind of guy who can uh, go to see girls very easily. You know, I'm very. You're very French,
0: of um, course, you can. All you got to do is talk. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, yeah, and the thing is, being a was very helpful, actually, and uh, that's that's what I meant by that. You know, when you. When you are diving instructor, something is happening. And, I mean, the girls look at you differently for some reason, which I, I have no clue why, but um, I don't c- really need to understand why. C-
0: c- <laughs> could I make a suggestion, Rodolfo? Uh, yes. Could it possibly be nitrogen narcosis?
2: <laughs> oh, who knows? <laughs> yeah, but actually, actually who cares? <laughs>
0: now, that's very French of you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, to go back to the story, we uh, wait a couple of years before we made this trip in South Pacific. I wanted to go to South Pacific uh, as soon as possible. And Christelle just say, uh, she have a normal job, you know, Like she was working on a big company in Lyon in France, and she cannot give up her job just to follow a, a, a stupid guy, diving instructor uh, on the other side of the planet. Then, yeah, she just say, I'm happy to do it, but uh, we have to get organized for this. And can you still hear me?
1: Yes, yes, loud yes. and clear.
0: Yes. We're in okay. listening mode. I'm, I'm
1: smiling, oh, only, you know, it's lovely to hear the story since you both have your company together. It's um, well, it's
0: lovely to hear your it, side of the story.
1: <laughs> it shows the dynamic uh, between you, even in the early stages.
2: Yeah, yeah. And then, we, yeah, um, have, your sound start to be weird again. But it's, if you can hear me well, I can keep going if you You're want.
1: You're crystal clear.
2: Okay. Um, then, yeah, then we moved to South Pacific, but actually at the original place, we didn't want to stay in the South Pacific. It was just a trip for a few months, and then we were planning to co- go back in France and getting a normal life. Um, and then once we were there... Um, the choice was very easy because I'm a diving instructor. I was a diving instructor there, and then we went Bora Bora Bora. Uh, okay, let's go back in France, but what next? What are we going to do in France? Uh, I, I'm a diving instructor, and okay, you, you can have a normal job in Lyon, but what, what about what can I do in Lyon? And then the, the place was not terrible to stay. It's a French territory that's super easy for us to stay. We, everybody here have a French passport. Then we decided to get a longer stay, uh, but still with the idea to go back in France. And then during this longer stay, we start getting used to the life in the islands. And I start to have some ideas about developing business uh, in Barbara and then yeah, and that's how it starts. And then we, 20 years later, we're still here. Yeah.
1: And I, I mean, I can only imagine some of it as well was a, a little bit like for us, you know, the the difference, even though it's a French territory, it's a very different culture in many ways, although there's similarities. Um, and yeah. it's immensely beautiful, but very different scenery to particularly Lyon. Um, uh, yeah it must have enticed you in as well of just that very different full experience, particularly when you're younger and you're, you know, wanting to experience different parts of the world.
2: Yeah. But you know, you uh, very often when we talk about w- where we're living, uh, very often people say, oh, you're so lucky to live there. It is actually nothing to see with luck. It is only decisions and it's not easy decisions, you know, uh, uh, to, to live that in that part of the world, remote from our family and friends, you know, and mm-hmm. remote from the rest of the world also. Because if you look on the chart, where we are is really the middle of nowhere.
0: You've got
1: your own time d- 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 zone. I had no idea until <laughs> I was talking to Christelle that there was someone twelve hours it's behind it, us. <laughs> it's,
0: it's funny when you look on um, on Google Earth for yeah. where you live, uh, you can see the yep. pin, and it's in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, but you can't see any land, and you have to really zoom in. Yep, we um, got to do a lot of zooming yep. in before you actually see that the pin is is not just yeah. in the middle of water; it's it's actually on land. How long have you lived there,
2: Rodolphe? We arrived in French Polynesia the 1st February 2000. Okay. Which is quite a while ago. Mm 19-something years and almost 20 years.
1: Um, Have you, like other Asian Pacific areas, seen um, an increase as people people are are expending more on experiences and traveling more in the past 20 <laughs> years have you seen an increase of people
0: coming in or is it okay
2: s- can you please say again you, well, well, what, you, you what, get you get cut a well, little bit
0: what are the big changes that you've seen in um, tahiti and french polynesia over the last 20 years
2: well, um, trust me or not, there was not many change. No, not really. Um, not, not like the, um, the the continents, you know. Not like uh, I, I I went back in France a couple of years ago, and it changed dramatically. And here, it didn't change that much actually. Uh, there is a little bit more roads, a little bit more infrastructure, but no huge change. No.
1: And the people coming in. Are visitors
2: are coming oh the visitors where well, we have up and down um uh periods uh, when we have in Borobora was in 2000 um we had the we we we, we make up uh, can you see me yes mm-hmm. yep very clearly Yeah. We, we uh yeah we uh we did a, a business over there we did a little uh, the first eco tour of Borobora. And um, we were working a lot with cruise ships coming there, you know. And uh, there was about uh, 200,000 tourists uh, every year in French Polynesia. Uh, and then, pretty much one year later, the um, there was um, the September September 11 uh, in 2001, obviously, and um, it changed dramatically. Um. say maybe 10 years or something like this the tourism collapse uh and we stepped down to 120 130 maybe the half of it or something like this and it was quite a bit complicated and the, the people coming didn't change much since the last couple of years uh because now new uh, airlines company are coming and it changed and then now it's increasing it's keeping increasing
0: well it's good for you isn't it uh, and on the super yacht uh, yeah. side,
2: on the super yacht side, we can clearly say the, su- the the super yachts are more and more coming here. Um, you know, we working with super for the past fifteen years, and um, we can tell the difference. But uh, there is maybe more yachts coming, but there is also um, uh, more yachts uh, coming with the impression they will do the same than carabine and MED. Uh, what I mean by this is uh, 15 years ago, these supers were more rely on a superior agent or uh, a superior dive guide like, like, like me uh, because they arrived to the Pacific. Wow, uh, this is this is the adventure. But now these supers are coming here and they think they can, they can do everything themselves, you know, like they do in the MED and the carabine. But there is more super yachts also, and uh, I'm not this is going well. And you know the super yachts are, are coming and coming. And I I was convinced the first year I started working with super yachts, which was in 2005, um, I was convinced uh, we will have more and more super yachts because you can clearly understand these yachts are staying in the Med and the Caribbean. I, I don't know the exact number, but I think it's about. 90% or 95% of them uh, of the whole fleet is between the Med and the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And then 5% five, five percent of Lee only are visiting the rest of the world. And imagine what is the percentage of superiors we have here. It's almost nothing. Um, and I also convinced these people who have these big boats and visiting the Med and the Caribbean for the 20th time, you know, in their life, at some point they, they will want to see something else. And the boats are getting bigger and bigger every year, and there is there is also this uh, this big thing with um, the expedition yachts. You know, these yachts who are made to discovering the world. Then that's all. These these parameters is uh, definitely attracting boats to our area, mm-hmm. and I'm not even I'm not even talking about the feedback from the few super who have been here. I mean, I've I've been I'm been working on more than 130 different super yachts, and every single one say the same thing they visit the whole world and the place they they uh they love to come back and they uh, remind them the most or this kind of thing is uh, i mean tahiti yes but i will say the whole pacific Um, but uh, tahiti is is really on the top of the list for sure
1: um the reasons for that for those of us that haven't yet had the pleasure of experiencing it are you here yeah can you hear me
2: are you still here?
1: Yeah, can you hear us? Hello. Hi.
2: Still. Hello. Here? Hello. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I get you back. Um,
1: okay. we we've been hearing you clearly, but the the, okay. the reasons for that in particular is it because it is still very natural in its beauty, is it because it's just very different to other parts? What is bringing people well, back? Uh,
2: well, it's, uh, first, this is extremely uh, wild in terms of, uh, not wild, but uh, remote, you know. Mm-hmm. Then it is remote and it's not, actually, because first, this is a French territory and that's important. Because it's a territory you... with all the French advantages, mm-hmm. you know, like, for example, uh, you have very good food. It's coming from France, but this is from <laughs> France uh, and this is good. Uh, you have, you know, for example, if you're in the middle of the islands and you want this uh, beautiful uh, rose from whatever it is, it is super easy to find here, because it's it's French. Um, that's the first point. The second point is the the medical, you know, the security uh, at sea. You know, if you get lost at sea, there is a very efficient uh, uh, coast guard. It's the exact same thing like you traveling in the med. The difference is there is coconut on the trees, and you mm. are on the other side of the world. But this is still a French territory. Um, the other reason is because it's it's remote and wild. When you have an anchorage, and you are in a beautiful island with a, a super scenic place for anchoring, and you are by yourself. You are, I've been also in the Med and in the Caribbean. It is beautiful. I love it. But when you arrive on the super yacht in the bay. I've seen the captain calling his friends who is on the other yacht and say, can you move a little bit your anchor, then I can enter the bay. And this will never happen here. Because even if the the amount of boats is increasing every year, we're talking about 60 boats a year. It's nothing. Then that means when you visit the islands, you barely see another boat. And that's something I I think the people are coming here. That's something that that's what they're looking for. They want to have exclusive experience. Mm. Like, wow, we have been there and there is not many people coming there. We are we are pioneers, basically. Mm.
1: (coughs) uh, Well, I I have that a little bit like um, growing up in Ireland. Our beaches are huge. We don't have the sunshine as much, but our beaches are huge and they're unspoiled and they're quite empty And then you come down to the Mediterranean, and the experience of being on a med beach where you are packed like sardines on the beach is is a very, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how blue and warm the water is, it's a very different experience of beach.
2: Well, now um, the the dark point of this is this is probably one of the worst places in the world to do some shopping and some partying. (laughs) <laughs> then that's that's for sure <laughs> and it happened it happened a couple of times where people arrive here and they you know they did a little crossing from papete and arrived to a remote island and they get out and say okay i want to go shopping well sorry but no this is not gonna happen <laughs> there is just nothing to shop over there
1: <laughs> okay
2: Then so this, this, get that, your shopping yeah, done that's, but that's, there's
1: so much shopping that they can do you yeah know. exactly where is the usual yeah the where are dark. people coming from and going to as they i mean is tahiti the end destination or are they coming from indonesia or are they coming from what's the path well,
2: uh, uh, is it very a varied big, uh, a big majority of the yachts are coming from the uh, panama canal um, most of them are visiting uh, Costa Rica or uh, Panama or Galapagos, and then they're heading the Pacific. And Tahiti is the gates of the Pacific. You can't go if you're coming from Panama. Uh, I mean, every single boat we will, will stop in Tahiti. And um, once you are there, because you have to go there anyway, this is the first stop, you know. Once you are there, obviously you're going to visit the island. So you know, this is a beautiful place. Yeah. It is, it is really because I didn't talk about this yet. But the beauty of the marine life, you know, and the uh, underwater world, but also the the upside world, you know, and the, this this very sharp islands and this anchorage you can see in a Marquesas, spectacular anchorage where you are surrounded by high peaks. It's uh, well, obviously you want to see that once you are there. You have done like three weeks at sea. And it's not to keep going. You got to visit this one first, and then you you got to keep visiting the Pacific. Yes, oh. uh, but uh, um, yeah,
0: yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to ask, what, what's your off season there, um, or do you have an off season?
2: Well, yeah, we have two little off season, uh, or or two high peak season, uh, because um, from May to September.
0: Um, it, Hello. It is. Uh, and then are, are
2: you sorry, here? Yeah, yes? we just
0: lost you there. You were saying from yes. May to September.
2: May to September. This is the high peak season, and and then we have a low uh, period uh, October, uh, October, November, uh-huh. and then the, um, a little high peak season is coming back in December, January, and then we have a low season again between uh, February and April.
0: And is the low season just because there's not many people or is it because your yeah. weather-wise it's not great?
2: Um, well, we have sort of sort of a, a cyclone season. We call it the cyclone season, but actually after 20 years in French Polynesia, we have one. And it was fairly weak, actually. It oh. was not very strong. How disappointing um, for you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's almost disappointing, yes. But um, what I mean is um, but everybody is freaking out because we call it cyclone season. Then most of the boats don't want to be here for, for this period. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but it is unfortunate because it is it is actually a good season to be here with a yacht because there is less people. And uh, in terms of weather, it is not impossible to have a couple of weeks of rain during the whole season. Then... Obviously, if it's happened during your trip, you're disparate. But uh, um, you have to be very unlucky to have these two weeks of rain uh, during just your gap, you know. And that's why people usually don't want to take this risk, you know, and just in case, they just go somewhere else. Okay. Well, it gives you a couple
0: of weeks off as well.
2: But I think <laughs> it's a shame. I think... Yeah, exactly. Exactly, exactly. And, uh, yep.
0: you, and you, were, you were saying yep. about... A, a, A lot of the boats coming over now, um, they feel that they don't necessarily need a local guide for scuba diving and and things. Um, Would you agree with that? Or do you feel that they're missing out on local knowledge?
2: Well, obviously, I will not be objective when I'm talking.
0: (laughs) That's why I asked.
2: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah. Um, to be honest, but anyway, there is the first point, uh, if you do a charter by law, you have to have, a, a okay. uh, the first point then and that's, uh, it's pretty much unknown. Actually, lots of boats arrive here and they want to do charter and they didn't realize, but they, they have to have a guide, a professional guide with a professional card from the, the French government with French diploma on board. You have to have it by law. Then that's the first thing. But if you are private and you're not chattering, <clears throat> you're not, you don't oblige, you don't have to. Uh, then you you have the choice. Then fair enough, if you don't want to have any guide on board, this is up to you. Uh, but it's also uh, once again, you know, uh, French Polynesia is huge. There is five archipelago: um, Society Islands, Tuamotu, um, Marquesas, Austral Islands, and Gambia Islands. And um, most of the viewers are going society and Tuamotu. In Tuamotu, I highly, really highly recommend to have a, a guide. I'm not talking about necessarily me, it could be anyone, it could be a rendezvous diving, it could be whatever you want, but diving alone in Tuamotu is dangerous. There is no doubt about this. No, what, we what have kind of some uh, pass. We have some passes over there. They are atolls, you know, Atolls is a big ring. With a lagoon in the middle, mm-hmm. uh, in the reef, who's making uh, some passes. And these passes are um, uh, working with tide, and the current is super strong, incoming or outgoing. Then, obviously, you can say, Oh, I'm staying out of this pass, then I'm safe. Yes, you will be safe if you dive far away from the pass, but you will not see anything because all the nutritive elements going through the pass. On all these big fish, and we, I'm talking about sharks, turtles, rays, dolphins, everything, all the big animals. On all the interest are very close to the pass or in the pass. Then, when the current is going in, it is easy enough. You can start in the ocean and you drift in the lagoon with the current. Mm-hmm. But still, you need to know the techniques to make sure you, the, the boat is not going to lost you because you're making so much distance. In 40 minutes of diving, you can make two to three miles. Wow. then if you are not very precise on your dive and you say to the pilot i will be in this place in 40 minutes then if you don't know what you're doing basically you can very easily get lost and if it's not going current when it's going in the ocean it's collapsing it's collapsing with the reef because the reef is going down hundreds of meters deep then once you if you dive this current and it's it's will be a very bad idea because this current is fine in a pass, but once you are outside, it's pushing you down. Then you can inflate your jacket completely if you want, or you can swim like hell to the surface. You will go down. This is a very bad sensation, and this is extremely dangerous. People get killed like this. But then we don't want to dive this current, but we want to dive the, the corner of the pass when the current is going out because that's where all the fish... Ah, and there is, uh, is there is no current at all. It is a very safe dive, but you are very close to the naughty current. Very very close. I'm talking about maybe 50 meters away. Then where you are, I mean, beginners can do this dive. But if you don't know where you're going, you can be trapped in this current very quickly. Mm-hmm. Then you definitely need the local knowledge to do this. And um, despite the fact this is dangerous, I'm you know I'm traveling around the world. 50% of my job is. Overseas, then I'm 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 guiding in in French Polynesia, but I'm also working on super yachts in all other diving destinations. I always always using local local knowledge, not only for security, but also because you want to see the the, the best. I mean, what do you want for your guests? You want them to have the best experience as possible. Then, if you don't know where you're diving, you're gonna do a nice dive. If if you you know it. where you're diving, and if you have a local <clears> guide, <throat> it will be amazing. It, then and just take a, a local knowledge. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, yeah, you can fumble around mm-hmm. with uh, what you, th- you think you know, but really getting somebody locally yeah. who, who's got the experience and knows the dangers exactly. in the places.
2: And the worst of this is, um, <coughs> I mean, we have some example uh, of of boats coming coming here, and they 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 think they do they can do the dive, and they do the dive, and they get lost. They get recovered, you know, they get recovered by the boat, but the, mm-hmm. the guests have spent two hours floating around in the ocean. Then that's uh, it's not that's a pretty nice really bad uh, experience. Yeah. No, no, it's not good. And, and and the whole thing they will remember of the trip will be this experience and not the beautiful shark they have seen just before on these things. Uh, and the, that, and also for, yeah. th-
1: for people coming, you know, one of the remarks we've heard very often is um, they they may be wealthy, but they're very time poor. You know, they, they have maybe a week or two, if that, in their whole year, exactly. possibly. And so yeah. every day they want to maximize. I mean, that's why they're going all the way to Tahiti. You know, if they wanted to just yes. do diving, they probably would have just stayed in the Med. Um, they're going to Tahiti yeah. because they want to experience that full experience of what you can see there that you can't see. Mm-hmm. In the Med or even in the Caribbean, it's going to be beautiful diving, yeah. but um, your exposure is going to be very different. So they want to make the most of it.
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point, actually. Um, uh, like you said, it organizing the trip, and uh, I mean, we our job is to make sure their trip is amazing, and we do the best to make sure they see they go on 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 the right place at the right moment. Because it's also a question of moment. It's not only the place where you're going. You have to know what time of the day you should go there. Is it on the morning? Is it full moon, not full moon, and the currents going in, out, all these things. We know this. And it's taking years to get this knowledge. Mm -hmm. Then, obviously, even if you're a boat who who is here for a season, at the end of the season, you are far away from our skills and our knowledge. Because we we do that for years and years and years.
0: Is there a danger to divers from the? And you mentioned sharks a few times. Um, are the mm-hmm. sharks there of the dangerous type, or are they not really bother you?
2: Oh my god! Mm-hmm. If you if you start asking me about sharks, we're gonna talk for hours. <laughs> then, <laughs> then uh, that's a very very complicated questions, and it is complicated for me to answer this question quickly. But I will do my best. Um, I'm doing conferences about sharks, and I I figured it out very quickly when I was diving a diving instructor in French Polynesia. Uh, all divers are asking lots of questions about sharks. Are they dangerous? I mean, is it fine if we? Uh, what we supposed to do when the sharks are here? Uh, um, what kind of shark we gonna see? Uh, I mean, have they? I mean, lots lots of lots of wondering, and I've seen some guests who. St- say i'm happy to die but i don't want to see sharks then oh, really this is this is a, yeah <clears throat> <laughs> then this is a wrong destination if you don't want to see sharks <laughs> <laughs> we we definitely will see them they are everywhere um now if i'm doing conferences this is to educate people because with all the experience i have and i have experience all over the world i dive with very various different kind of sharks i mean great white sharks tiger sharks all the naughty ones also supposed to be naughty and with all this experience um i figured out sharks are not dangerous they are just not dangerous then just to make it brief briefly just few few things unless Uh, there is in a world (laughs) <laughs> no even though i mean imagine imagine sharks imagine what they are they are very sharp and they can they can do whatever with you if they want a tiger shark can split you in two pieces if they want I either with tiger sharks um never have any bad situations now let's let 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 me tell you something sharks are living in the ocean for 350 million years way before the humans um they have a menu. It's a little bit like a menu print in their DNA. Um, we are just brand new for them. We are not uh, mm-hmm. underwater anymore. <coughs> uh, if you uh, are where you live in Mallorca, right? Yes. You live in Spain, mm-hmm. and if you have if you have a, a flying saucer landing in the Mallorca and you have some aliens going out, do you want to eat them? No, because because that's what we are for shark. We are aliens. We are everything but not we're not food we are not then now what happened there is shark attack it is happening and this is the first point this is extremely exceptional it happened only 20 times a year in the whole world and that's the first point uh, i mean 20 times no there is more shark than this but 20 dead people 20 people get killed by sharks every year okay now in comparison you have um uh, 600 people get killed by lightning. You have 2,000 people get killed by coconut <laughs> from, from Coconut Falls. Yes. Know? I you nearly got 20, it by coconut. Twi- <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, it, is it is dangerous. It is. Yes. It is actually yeah. more dangerous to, uh, to my opinion, it is more dangerous to walk on the beach yes. than to swim with sharks. This is, uh, I'm not talking about car accident. This is 1.2 million. <laughs> and, it's and you know what is the most dangerous animal in the world is the mosquito two million two million Two million yep. cause malaria chikungunya zika all this disease and the shark but I think, is I
0: think 20. just just back to the coconut for a second i think what an embarrassing yeah. way to die <laughs> of all ways to die uh, <laughs> you got hit on the head by a coconut you know that's just <laughs> yeah, embarrassing that's, i agree <laughs> um, yeah, it scared me. I was in St. Vincent's and this coconut fell right at my foot. Uh, no, this is scary. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, I've, I, when
2: I've done this conference, um, when I make it, uh, I did lots of investigation about the causality reason. Is it like you say in English, the the, the reason to be killed? You know? Oh yes. Um, yeah, causality. And, um, yeah. And I I try I tried to find something was making less dead people than sharks. And I didn't find anything. Then is it not strange? Is it not interesting? Sharks are dangerous. They are killing people, but they are the thing in the world who's killing the less people. Then wow. if you found something who's making less less than sharks, let me know. I will be very interested. Then, elephants. That, now, How about elephants, elephant? 1,000. No. <laughs> 1,000 a year. Yeah.
0: koala bears the, i don't have koala <laughs> bears i don't have
2: all yeah well m- maybe polar bear i don't have the number we have to investigate okay. what i know is the the grizzly bear is way more i don't remember the number It's something like 300 or something mm. it's way more uh oh, oh there is also this these reason who doesn't make any dead. like i i was thinking about the the meteorite no yeah. nobody get killed by meteorite. It didn't happen. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But, anyway, but all of this is, to uh... say Yeah, all of this to say when they are attacking, <clears throat> they're just doing mistakes. It's because at this moment, at this time of the day, you look like a prey. <clears throat> and imagine how many hundreds of maybe thousands of sharks swim close by surfer and they don't do anything. But you never heard about the story, right? Sure. Because nothing happened. Then when there is a shark attack, and that's the weak point, it's everywhere in the next hour, in the newspaper, in the social media, in the whole world. The mm. whole world is spread out mm. with the story of a shark attack. And um, and then that's the problem they have. This is extremely mediatic when there is one shark attack.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh,
2: and, but I mean, Jaws probably, probably has a lot to do for, with
1: that, to be honest. Yeah, I think
0: Spielberg's Jaws <laughs> yes.
2: cool movie. Actually... To, to the little story I die with Peter Benchley which is the writer oh, yes. of the book Joe's I die with him and he I mean that that's interesting because um, uh, he, he did the the book first he sold the right to Spielberg to make the movie and he said to me once I've seen the result of the movie I was shocked and I spent the rest of my life which is about 35 years after the movie he spent this whole time to create um, uh, associations bedroom. and to, to do to do some conferences to explain to people this is a joke this is a story out of my mind but this is not the reality mm-hmm. he tried to to uh, reverse the, the the tendency you know yeah, but he did not manage obviously but he he was feeling bad about this for his whole life he tried to to say the opposite of what the movie was saying. But yeah, mm. anyway, this is a movie. It when is. you see a movie about aliens, you are, you're not thinking about aliens for the rest of your life. But Joe is doing that. When you see Joe's, you're thinking about this movie for the rest of your life. Yes.
1: And three notes can strike fear. Yes, <laughs> you indeed. Know, it doesn't take
2: much. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We've reached the top of the hour. Already. And unfortunately, yeah. yeah.
1: It um, was such a pleasure okay. to talk with I'm you. I'm talking
0: I, too much. No, no I, not at I all, actually
1: only nice. wish our connection <laughs> was, <laughs> was better at the start, so we could have mm-hmm. talked a little bit longer. But we'd love to have yep. you back, because... Um, yeah, I'd
0: love to talk to you more about sharks and coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
2: sure. Well, I, I, actually, that would be that would be cool, because I have many other things to say, because I didn't talk much about what we're
0: doing. No, we, we are only just more, started
1: touching into it, yeah. to be honest. So,
2: could we get yeah, you yeah, back we, very soon? Because well, I know you've been busy. Sure, You're well, available
0: next week, maybe?
2: Um, but catch um, you back for part uh, two? After the 9th of after the nine of June, yes, probably. Lovely. Okay. I will be available. Lovely. I'm going on a trip, but I will be back on the 9th.
1: Lovely. Let's work well, on a date for I'll, that. Uh, I'll uh, be in contact with you, and let's see if we can get you in sure. for part two.
2: Yeah, or part three. and I, I, will, I, will, I will explain to you how we are much more than just diving guides, you know, we're doing much more than this. I will explain to you.
1: That would be lovely. Well, I look forward to that. It was it was lovely just <laughs> to begin the story, but um, that's the lovely thing about okay. radio. It uh, yeah. it doesn't need to be done all in one session, so we would love to catch you of up course. for a little yeah. bit more
0: so hold um, on in for the next part yep. two do. weeks
1: or so.
2: Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Great. Let me know. We stay in touch by email anyway, and we see what we do.
1: Indeed, that was Rudolf Rodolf uh, Holler from Tahiti Private Expeditions, yep. explaining a little bit about um, the the beautiful adventures that can be begun in Tahiti, and we look forward to catching up again with him soon. Rolling up to the news. Thank you so much for listening.